This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's Andrea on this week of the She Sources podcast, and it is Monday, so you know what that means. It is time for New Week New Views, where I'm going to start the week with advice and analysis on key trends and happenings from the entertainment industry. It's time for New Week New Views. I don't know if you've heard this yet, but Elon Musk, the world's richest man, has taken over Twitter. Not sure if you heard. You probably did. They've been talking about this for months at this point because there was a whole lawsuit. It all started when Elon Musk was just saying on Twitter, actually, he was like, I'm just going to buy Twitter. I'm just going to own it. And then Twitter took that seriously and they said, oh, you're going to buy it? Okay, well, now you have to buy it. And Elon Musk tried to renege on this deal. He was like, wait, I don't want Twitter. I don't want it. It has too many bots. I don't even want to buy it. And then Twitter was like, no, you said that you were going to buy it for $44 billion. And so you are going to. And a whole lawsuit was filed. All of the lawyers were probably working 24-hour days for months about this, but basically Elon Musk was kind of forced to buy Twitter because in real life, you can't just go around saying, hey, I'm going to buy that and then say, oh, just kidding. I was joking around. That's not really allowed in terms of contracts law. That's what I'm really learning in law school. Contracts law, they take things like that really seriously and you can't make fake offers. They're going to say that like, you're going to say like, oh, I didn't intend to buy it. That wasn't my intention. But intention is measured by outward actions. And yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And so Elon Musk has taken over. This is definitely like a simplified version of exactly what went on. But so back in April, Elon Musk did definitely sign a contract stating that he would buy Twitter for $44 billion. And I just wanted to make that clear. And so the way that this happened, you would think that as the world's number one richest man, that he would just have $44 billion in his back pocket. But that is not how this went down. He actually had to get a group of banks, including Morgan Stanley and Bank of America, to sign a loan for him of $12.5 billion to buy Twitter and take it private. And he also had to share, uh, he had to sell a bunch of his Tesla stock. And so that's how the deal eventually went through. And I wonder if he regrets it. I wonder because Um, Elon was claiming that he didn't want to buy Twitter because Twitter misrepresented to him how much money they were making and he didn't realize how many bots that are actually on Twitter. But the thing is, I think that bots are pretty normal, so this defense didn't really work. I don't really understand how bots work in the first place, but I'm pretty sure that people actually like make them. They make bots on Twitter and they can be used to maybe inflate somebody's following count. Not really sure about that, but yeah. So since then, Elon has bought the company 
And on day one, where he acquired the company, he went into Twitter HQ, which is in downtown San Francisco, and he walked in carrying a literal sink, okay? Like a bathroom sink, just part of it. And then his little pun that he made was, let that sink in. Like, haha, like so funny, haha, right? I don't know. <laughs> I think it is actually a little bit funny, but. And ever since those initial days, he has laid off about half of Twitter's staff, which I think is really bad for Twitter. Like, just think about it. You know, half the staff is now gone. And he did this under the guise of the company needs to be making money. They overhired, they overexpanded. And in order to cut that back, they are trying to save money by not paying so many people's salaries. But I think they did it all way too fast. I think that Elon has always been kind of like a guy where you don't know what he's gonna do. He's kind of like an oddball, not an oddball, like just a guy that you can't predict what he's gonna do next. And I think that that kind of instability probably isn't so good for a social media platform when, when you're in charge of it. And there's news articles coming out now that say that it may have not been the best idea for half the staff to leave Twitter. And Twitter is now begging some of the staff to come back, telling them that they were accidentally laid off. So this has all been extremely chaotic. It's good for my drama-loving soul, but I think on a real level, if I was employed at Twitter and then they fired me and then they begged for me back, I would just be like, wow you are very unstable. Like, I don't know if I like that or want to go back to working for you, especially nowadays. Also, um, so the thing that Elon is really implementing, the big thing that he's implementing is this thing called Twitter Blue, where anybody can pay $8 a month to get the blue check on Twitter. And if you don't know what the blue check is, basically the blue check is a little blue icon that they put next to your name to distinguish you from just uh, normal people, I guess. So basically, like if a celebrity gets on Twitter and they have the blue check, then that means that they are the real celebrity that they're claiming to be. And it's not just some other person with like stating that their name is like, I don't know, Celine Dion when it's actually not Celine Dion. Um, I think that makes sense. But a lot of people hate this idea because I think in the beginning of Twitter, the whole point of Twitter was that it was a free democratic space for people to say whatever they wanted and to have real dialogue between people. And Twitter since then has become, honestly, a lot of Twitter has gone through many changes. As we move through the years, I feel like we're going through political movements, we're going through social movements, and that is definitely reflected on Twitter. And that's why I like it so much as a social media platform. I like the way that it's set up because I do believe in freedom of speech, actually, which Elon Musk claims that he also does. I think the problem is that free speech can turn into hate speech quickly. I don't know, not quickly, but like if you put like everybody in the world in the same room and they're just talking, like not all of it is gonna be good. And there's gonna be the whole echo chamber concept. There's gonna be a kind of like group think that goes on. And so I don't know, it's just an interesting question. Free speech definitely has its limits. And I think that those limits should be enforceable. And so the way that this big Twitter blue thing affects creatives is really interesting. So there's definitely all kinds of creatives on Twitter. There's singers, songwriters, journalists, writers, 
celebrities, people in Hollywood, basically any kind of person that you could ever think of has a Twitter account and you'd be really surprised by the kinds of communities that form on Twitter. So I know for journalism especially, there's a lot of people who get jobs just from Twitter. It's like a journalist who has a Twitter following and then in the DMs people will be like, hey, I need a story for this. And the journalist will be like, okay, I can write you that story. Here's my rate, ETC. I know it works that way for journalism. Surprisingly, there's also a lot of artists on Instagram, um, like visual artists and singing artists, because everyone nowadays needs to have a kind of like online presence. I mean, you don't need to, okay? Technically, you can still live life and just like not have an online presence at all, which I think is kind of a good way of life. But to be a creative, a lot of it nowadays, like if even if you're like writing a novel, let's say, Publishing companies will literally look at your Twitter following to determine whether or not to give you a book deal. And to me, that's something really crazy. And so with this, all this stuff that's happening at Twitter and how chaotic it's been and the changes that are happening, I'm wondering if Twitter as a social media will even survive. I wonder if people are going to just leave the platform. And if they do leave the platform, that would make creatives have to get jobs in other ways. Like they would maybe, I don't know, move to Instagram or something where I know that business can actually be booming on there too. So for creatives, I don't know, it could be good, could be kind of bad. These are just my thoughts on the whole thing. I know that so much has happened and it's very speculative at this point and I just wonder what's going to happen. So yeah, that's all I have to say about Twitter. Um, I hope that I've updated you and given you some good info on it. I don't know. Next up, we are going to listen to Love You Later, who is our featured artist of this week with the song Keep In Touch. Thank you for listening to the She Sources podcast produced in collaboration with Wizard Radio Media. You can find us online at www www.shesources.co and follow us on Instagram at shesources with an underscore at the end. I'm Andrea Chen and I'll catch you next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com